You're listening to the Candare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley, and uh, we are out of the studio this week in lieu of the Thanksgiving holiday. But we leave you with an interview we got to do last week with an amazing actor who you might know from some of his roles in projects like Inception, uh, 24, Heroes, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Warbirds, but he's probably best known for his amazing portrayal of, in my opinion, the best villain ever created, the Shredder, in the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. We get to talk with Toro Masamuni today, uh, not only about his acting career, but uh, a little bit about life before he got into acting, making his mark on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, talking TMNT comics, man, that was a thrill for me. And uh, just his inspirations for bringing to life the Shredder. It was a great interview. We had a whole hell of a lot of fun, and we really hope you enjoy it. So, without further ado, here is our interview with Toro Masamuni. Toro, I want to thank you so much for taking time to talk with us tonight, man. This this is a pleasure. Oh, pleasure is all mine. So, uh, are you ready for the holidays? You got Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, you got a lot of traveling ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. I um, actually, it's um, originally from the East Coast. Uh, you know, I hadn't had Thanksgiving with my family forever. Then I think my sister, and my mom, they came to their, their senses and uh, moved to San Diego <laughs> last year. <laughs> planning, I have got no planning. I just point my car in that direction when I feel like it, and uh, and uh, and I end up there in two hours. So, so um, I think that's how Thanksgiving's looking. Just get up in the morning, hop in the car. Now I gotta ask, how warm is it where you're at? We're, uh, we're we consider ourselves ex- uh, experiencing extreme weather right now because it's actually sprinkling. It's actually raining right now, so it's we don't know what to do out here. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> we've heard of, we've heard of this precipitation thing, and it it it, it scares us. <laughs> People hiding in bunkers, stocking up on emergency oh. food. Oh right. my god, high alert right now, high alert. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's so it's it's actually uh, we got a little bit, bit of weather, but. Um, but uh, it was it was funny actually. The other day, I I I take I work with this group. We do this sword sword class outdoors uh, every Saturday, and um, my family wanted to head head down to San Diego. Blah blah blah. And it was such a beautiful day out in the park. It was just picture perfect. And and I'm just swinging the sword around, having a great time. Thinking, oh, I don't. And I I told my sister I'd leave early so I could get to San Diego in time for dinner. So I'm just thinking, oh my God, it was so beautiful out. I'd hate to leave this. And I realized. Oh my God! Every day is going to be like that the week after that. So, so I just uh, said, I guess it's okay to leave early. So yeah, it's pretty nice. Out. Weather, weather, um, traffic's not so good, but the weather's great. So, yeah, Friday was our last day of what 60, 70 degree weather, and overnight, quite literally overnight, it dropped down to the 30s. So we are freezing our nads off over here. It almost hit 80 yeah. Friday. Yeah, it almost yeah. did. It was beautiful, but uh, we should have had a funeral for that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one thing I miss from my childhood, I remember, because I grew up um, uh, up in the Great White North, Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and I and and I don't know what's still like if it's still like these days with you know global warming and all, but but we I remember there's a solid winter, uh, and Ohio's like that too, right? It's solid winter, like 
Thanksgiving, or there's a point where you just have winter. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the wall let me, let me ask you about this winter thing I hear about but yeah I remember and it just lasted and you could not wait for it to end I remember that yeah there's like a uh, like a lid that comes over the state <laughs> it's like being in a shoebox for six seven months daylight savings it's dark forever and it freezes yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and then and then uh, then you have about a week of nice weather and then it's uh, hot and muggy right oh yeah yep. I'll take the hot and muggy, though. I'll take it over this. This is horrible. I don't know, man. Sometimes it makes me wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can deal with hot and muggy. I cannot deal with cold. Can't deal with it. So I wish we were where you are. You, it sounds like you're in paradise right now. Just live vicariously through this interview. <laughs> Pretend okay, we're right. all somewhere nice exactly. and warm. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's nice out here. I mean, that, I got to say, it's, um, it, it's funny. Um, I was trying to explain it to my family. It's like, man, you just come out here, you know, like, East Coast isn't going anywhere. You go out and spend a couple weeks out there every year. It'll do the trick. <laughs> yeah, that's about all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> it's kind of fun, actually, when you go out there and, and uh, you know, there's a snowstorm or something like that. It's it's actually um it's actually kind of fun. <laughs> As a novelty, it's yeah, fun. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know that cool winter jacket you've always wanted to wear, but you know you just never can. You can throw it on. It's pretty cool. Oh man, I'm kind of hating you right now. I wish I could say <laughs> that. <laughs> Go back out last year, like yeah, I never believe it. It snowed out there, and then I came home, and I'll never have to worry about it again. <laughs> Well, let's just jump back to the beginning, uh, kind of where your acting career starts. And uh, from what I read online, it starts all the way back in fourth grade where you wrote your first play, correct? Yeah, yeah, that, that was uh, funny. You know, it was, um, you know I'm, I think I'm kind of lucky in the sense that, uh, you know, cause, uh, I, I don't think I was necessarily meant to go down this path. So I just did stuff like that for fun. And I remember, I can't remember what it was. I just remember writing a fourth grade play. I remember the teacher really liked it. It was in class. And the teacher really liked it. And eventually, it, it made it. it. It got distribution. It was shown in front of the school. <laughs> so uh, so I, I inked my first deal back then. And um, I don't remember what it was like, but I, I remember I was just going. I think I was just going. Through, the only line I remember from it, it's kind of a terrible line, I guess. But I remember there's one point I'm getting very frustrated. And I said, oh, my God, I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> and, uh, and it so, that was a big laugh. And that's, all, that's the only line I remember from the play. So, but um, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, uh, and I actually found out later that I have, because um, uh, my family, they're all like scientists and, you know, all these crazy people. But I d found out there was a playwright somewhere way back, back there, um, uh, who I guess was fairly known in Japan. Uh, I, uh, my dad passed away in 2003, and then we, we, we were dropping off half, half his ashes are in Japan. We dropped him off in the family plot there, and there is a, a little sign there that points, you know, in Japanese, so-and-so playwright. You know, it, it wasn't quite Jim Morrison's grave site, but you know, it's a, you know, it 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 um it was it was kind of cool. So I guess I guess there's a little bit in my blood, you know, a little 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 bit in my blood. But yeah, it, you know, it's, and I've always, I always goofed around. So for a long time, you know, we'd make movies and stuff like that. So I, it really was just a hobby. It's interesting. I just was just doing that for fun because you know, obviously, I'm you know, I'm supposed to go on and become a doctor or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's another thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, in doing research, I was not aware, you know, your grandfather was a world-renowned chemist, your your yeah. father a top professor at MIT, and you yourself an MIT graduate. Yeah, I did. I, I went there, and, and it really was, um, uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, well, you know, that was sort of, you know, as I was saying, my, um, my world, because actually the, the grandfather was on my um, mother's side, 
And my dad, I guess, was one of his top students in his group, and so that's how he met my mom. So, <laughs> so it, um, that's, um, that's how the whole thing kind of got started. I, I think I didn't really know what I was, you know, I, I think I was one of these kids in high school that, you know, I, I did well, but I didn't really give much thought to what would happen afterwards. I guess probably, probably at the end of the day, like most high school kids, you know, you're kind of expected right. to know what you're I can doing. attest to that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, but I was doing whatever, jumped into the hoops or whatever, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. But as it turns out, because my dad was a professor at MIT, it was actually free for me to go there. And okay. um, yeah, there you go. And and, uh, <laughs> and I actually, I actually think I wrote that on my uh, application. <laughs> and, you know, he, didn't talk, he, he didn't talk to me. He didn't, you know, he was, he was, he was a great dad, great role model, just a, a bear, just really hard worker. And, you know, he was one of these people that, you know, uh, was very inspirational in that sense. But as a consequence, you know, we didn't, it was unusual for him to sort of come into my room for a talk. And that was the one talk that he had was, you know, it, I recall him saying it would really mean a lot to me if you went to MIT. And I think I, at the time I took it as, oh, wow, you sort of think that I'm, you know, MIT material and I, <laughs> you know, I'm following the family steps. But then I realize now, I think he was just looking at the bill. <laughs> I think the actual words were, it would really help me out a lot. If you oh, in, in I'm guessing, I'm thinking that's what were his actual words. But I did go, and I, and I remember actually writing that in, uh, on my application. I was very clear, you know, I was very clear, and I, I think I sort of stated, you know, that, that whole whatever, why do you want to go? And I think I just sort of mentioned a few areas of interest, and I was pretty specific about it. And then I said, and, you know, obviously you guys are, you know, pretty good in these areas. Plus, if I go there, um, it would be free. So logically, I don't know why I consider any other school. <laughs> right. It's a really short essay, and I think it just made so much sense. They just said, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Very <laughs> practical. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I used about yeah about a third of the space that I was supposed to. So <laughs> that's the point. But I did go there. But that, as a result, I think it was really great. I, I mean, it's really um, yeah, just met a lot of like really great people there you know i mean in, you know that the, the, uh, i think i always kind of feel like it's really cool to be thrown into a place that had that much intellectual freedom i guess it is you know where you just go in you can just go whatever seems kind of cool you can just go down that path and and then for unfortunately <laughs> let me down to hollywood but uh, <laughs> but i think they did so don't don't go that far but um but um but yeah so it was a great th it was a great thing and you know plus you know i sort of feel like even though um i i, I think absolutely professionally i made the right choice for my personality um, I'm very glad I had that experience because I, I share, you know, I have cousins who are like math professors and stuff like that. But I have something, you know, in common with that, and it's right. a big part of, of being a Masamunes. So yeah, so that's there, and uh, so it was a it was a bit of a left turn, absolutely. But um, but I no regrets. I, I I I couldn't have asked to have gone to a better place for you know pretty cool place, pretty cool place to go to school. Right, for sure. Now, <clears throat> I was going to ask also, was there any pressure from your family to follow in the family footsteps when you decided you were going to move out west and pursue acting? Well, yeah, I mean, I would say that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it's, it's um, uh, from a practical point of view, it's not a smart thing to do. I, I think, uh, you know, just, just from a financial standpoint, I think my Dad thought I was nuts, you know, because I, I think I remember one time we'd had a lot of talks. Obviously, one thing he's saying, well, I don't think you know what you're walking away from, you know, meaning that, you know, just just in terms of, you know, if you can bust out of school and get an engineering job at whatever, you know, and then just keep it working through that. I mean, that's money. I wouldn't say it's guaranteed, but, it, you know, there's 
Uh, you know, I can see sort of without exception the people I went to school with. I, I now I understand what my dad was talking about. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, you know, I, I get that, you know, because he's thinking in terms of earning potential and all that sort of stuff, you know, dad kind of stuff. But, eh, you know, I don't know. It was, you know, and it probably was a little strange for them. Absolutely. But, I mean, I think the end to- at, the, at the end of the day, I think um, I, I know my dad did like the fact that I was going after a dream or something that really meant something to me in a visceral level, you know, it's like, I think he always talked about that. He always said, um, you know, I'm one of these lucky people that, you know, whose hobby happens to also be my profession. You know, he's one of these people and he understood that, you know, that's the way to do it because, um, again, I don't think he didn't (laughs) realize that Hollywood was on the, uh, was on the agenda, but, uh, you know, in the end, yeah, there, I, I, I would probably say they're supportive, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was, uh, it was unexpected, but there's no strong army. It was just like, wow, like, wow, could you be any more of an idiot kind of stuff? You know, but it was like, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, I, I think they, uh, you know, they saw that, you know, I know, I know, I know without a doubt my dad was, would thought, you know, because I was, I think I was going after it the same reason he went after, you know, chemistry. So that was all good. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I guess it's good, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I did it anyway, so I guess that's... <laughs> and thank God you did, man. You've gone on to portray so many different uh, awesome roles. It's like Inception, we, I just watched today, and man, that's what a great movie. I love that. Uh, not to mention The Shredder. Yeah. The Shredder. <laughs> Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we touch on a few of these uh, roles that you've played, we'd be sitting here all day if we went on to list them all, but being a comic-oriented show, you yourself were into comics, or at least used to be, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, it's it's funny. I wasn't, you know, oddly enough, I remember the 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 the, uh, the you know the the Ninja Turtle. It's interesting. I, you know, is sort of whatever. You know, you know. Do you remember when? And I do remember when I actually heard about the Ninja Turtles. I remember it was like what the eighty mid eighties, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember specifically where I was standing, but I do remember. You know, a buddy of mine you know, was just saying, oh, you know, was telling me about it, and. Uh, so I, it's interesting. I, I wasn't as much into the cartoons, you know, the animated series. I was actually right. it was actually more the the comics itself. So it wasn't so much I was a comic book guy, but you know, certain things would pop in. Um, you know, I wasn't. Uh, um, you know, I had some friends definitely. You know, weren't you know into the Batman, Spider Man, whatever. But um, um, you know, I wouldn't say I'm so much a comic book guy, but I definitely, you know, definitely ninja. that was sort of interesting. I I, I do remember. That, uh, I don't. Again, I don't know the specifics, but I do remember actually hearing the Ninja Turtles thing right, right when it came out. Because there are a couple of guys, you know, it's New England, and and a couple of guys I think were in. Um, what are those Eastman Laird? They were. I think they were in New Han- New Hampshire. I can't remember I where they started. I believe so. I I, can't, I don't know for sure. I'm gonna say New Hampshire, maybe Maine or something like that. So that at the time they were really just New New England locals that were, you know, just trying to do that. You know, kind of these these sort of weird edgy comics, and you know, it was. Um, it was fun, so I was actually into it right at the beginning, which is which is kind of interesting that all these years later that you know some <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some up there and uh, Shredder actually appeared in the first first um, the first one right the very first uh, um, episode where they start talking about the Orakusaki and, and Splinter. I guess they're kind of introducing everybody. So so uh, who knew at the time? <laughs> right, right. Well, I was going to ask if you were into, uh, like, Marvel or DC uh, at all, but it sounds like you already kind of answered that. Yeah, yeah, less so. You know, I mean, I certainly was aware of it. Um, That being said, you know, I mean, 
you know, maybe relative to some of your listeners, you know, not as much, but, you know, certainly recently, you know, certainly recently there's so much Marvel stuff going on, you know, that I've been following that, so. Oh, yeah. It's hard to get away from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I generally enjoyed it, you know, just, you know, obviously, like many, just went and saw Doctor Strange and, you know, whatnot. And, you know, any anything Marvel that comes out, I, I always, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, so. But yeah, when I was a kid, not, so, not as much, not as much. And you yourself have your own mark in the Marvel Universe, having played uh, Hiroto Yakamura in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I did. I was part, I was part of, I think there were, it, was a, it was a conference of, uh, about international conference for Inhumans. Yeah, so I did. I did enter um, the Marvel Cinematic, uh, the MCU, I guess. I, I was, uh, <laughs> so that was really great. It's interesting, you know, because you're, you know, you're saying as far as, you know, being into comics, I realize a lot of times, you know, that I think my sensibilities have always, you know, it's funny when you, when you, an acting career, you basically just follow whatever, you know, whoever's going to hire you. I mean, that's the, that's right. the reality. You're, you're, you know, that's, that's what you go down. I mean, nice. We had a little more choice. Maybe at some point I will, but I have kind of gone down that, you know, sort of more the comic book road, I think because I, you know, I like the, 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 the fantasy element of it. So it was really nice to, you know, go in and, um, you know, just enter the world of, you know, the Inhumans and, <laughs> you know, right. and all that Hydra, you know, and all that. I mean, it was really, it was really pretty cool. And we uh, shot it in a, um, this huge mansion in Beverly Hills. Um, it was really massive. It's really hard to believe that people actually live in these places. Um, but that, was, that, was, that wasn't a set. That was someone's, that was someone's house. <laughs> oh, my God. And that was just a little part of it. I mean, it was just an insane house. It was very, very cool. Really, really nice group of people. Uh, couldn't ask for a nicer set. Um, you know, Clark Gregg, of course, was, was was a really great guy. I think he's another. I think he's another Boston guy too. So, and I actually ran him ran into him um, a few weeks later. I think they were shooting some other episode or something like that. I ran into him, so that was um, sort of nice. But yeah, yeah, I guess I'm part of the MCU now. So that is so, so freaking cool. Now we had uh, Devin Rattray on the show some time ago, best known for uh, portraying Buzz in the Home Alone movies, and he had played Sheldon McPhee in a few episodes of Agent Carter, and he said. Uh, Having done that, he spent hours like signing trading cards and stuff like that. You know, every single character yep. in that universe uh, is kind of like being in Star Wars. You know, no matter how big, no matter how small the role, you are a part of that universe. You have your own wiki page, trading cards, you know, <laughs> exactly. action figures and stuff. Has how's the experience been for you? Um, I have yet. You know, I think you know. I, I've always felt that you know, for me uh, as a performer, it seems like uh, you know the shredder seems to take the center stage. So, so there's a little less attention maybe to you know, as far as if there's any you know public sort of thing, there's a little less attention maybe to the um, uh, to the Marvel. But it definitely comes up. But yeah, it is strange. I mean, I, I gotta I have to say because I, I personally, I, I it was really a, a, a great honor and, and, and a great uh, experience. But it is once you're in it, you realize how deep the universe is and how devoted the oh, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing I think about a lot of these, and I even felt this during playing Shredder. I think I was at um something. I can't remember. I was, I was just signing like autograph or, or autograph, blah blah blah. And at some point, it's really interesting, and I think this happens a lot with any of these, you know, MCU or or any of these comic book things. As an actor, you feel that you are so much smaller than your character. It's a very bizarre <laughs> thing when your character. Like, you will never, ever, ever, ever be as famous as your character. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and, and I have this theory sometimes that, you know, like, sometimes you're just, the character, they take on a life of their own. And, and of course, you you know, you, 
you know, they'll use your hands to like sign the autograph for them, <laughs> you right. know, but it's sort of like they're sort of using you to do their bidding, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and yeah, it's, it was, it was, it, it is interesting because you don't, it, it isn't until you interact with the fans, you realize that, um, how much, you know, and there's a sense of responsibility that goes on with it, which is kind of interesting, right? Mm -hmm. you know, you know, they realize, oh, okay, I've been sort of entrusted with this particular <laughs> role and uh yeah it's strange i guess it's nice i guess i suppose it's humbling so it's good you know and and, and i think also too you, you start realizing you're kind of part of that whole you know because people are always happy and you know it's always great with kids it's it's great seeing kids responses I've, I've done a lot of that you know where i'll go and um you know like uh you know whatever children's hospital and stuff like that that that's always the best you know where right. you, you actually see that you know little smile on their face and all that but it's nice because you realize it's a lot bigger than, <laughs> it's a lot bigger than just you know, you, you know, right. it, it, you, you really feel that when you're with the van, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just keep, I'll sign this, I'll sign this. And it's, uh, um, they appear to be aware of something bigger than, <laughs> than, than you know, uh, than, than you feel like you're occupying, you know what I mean? So, right, right, absolutely. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, but, yeah, but if I can answer your question, yeah, I would say it's probably, right now anyway, I'd say uh, uh, usually that's, uh, um, you know, more 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 the Ninja Turtles uh, as opposed to the Marvel, but yeah, absolutely, people respond. I mean, every so often, I'll because usually I think a lot of times it's not like there's completely different genres. You know what I mean? So it's right. rare I'll have someone who doesn't care about one or the other. You know, it's usually there are people who kind of are interested in both. You know, so right. But uh, it's fun. No, I but I love. I you know, I mean, I, it's it's an honor though. I mean, I I, I um um. You know, I think recently I was uh, up for something on uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. The oh, DC. nice. And uh, I think I was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I've been up for a couple of things, you know, and also with, um, you know, on the movies too, you know, DC movies and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, it was one of those things that fired me up. I'm kind of trying to go for, the, you know, that'd be cool to get in all the universes there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Leave your mark all over. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Get you know, a get taste that to everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm all over the place. <laughs> Let's touch on the Shredder now a little bit. Now, I got to say, I'm a huge, huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. So to be sitting here talking to Oroko Saki is just surreal for me. But being yeah. in on the ground floor of the Ninja Turtles way back in the 80s, uh, you know, many years later getting to portray the Shredder, it had to have been surreal for you. Oh, it continues to be, actually. I, I, um, I was um, actually, and, you know, the, the universe works in mysterious ways. And I remember actually pulling in. I just got home, and, and uh, there on, you know, on, on my uh, car just, you know, runs and plays all the, you know, all the songs that I transfer them all onto what is that Google play or whatever. And so just right. whatever's on, whatever, whatever music I own seems to play in my car, just whenever it feels like it. And then as I'm pulling up in here, um, yeah, the, 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 there's a song on the soundtrack of that, you know, the one I did the movie, uh, called shredder. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh. it's called shredder. And, and, uh, and, and, um, so, so that sort of came on and it is one of those weird things that it is surreal. And I, and I don't think I'll ever stop being that way. It's, it's, um, you know, like I, you know, whatever. Maybe the MIT me will 
we'll try and reduce it down to, well, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> right, <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> <laughs> but of course. But then I just stepped back and I said, wow, uh, that's crazy. You know, that's just insane. Um, and it, it, it was, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it is. So it is surreal and definitely shooting it was very surreal. <laughs> but again, you know, you have to focus. You know, you keep your focus small and, and, and you know, you just uh, maybe in a weird sort of way it was good because, you know, I just had to focus on just doing the role because just to act, you know, sort of think, you know, and just try and make it as personal as possible or just play, basically do your job and, you know, and play the role is all, all you can do as an actor. Um, but then it's always when you step away from it, you think, wow, this is insane, you know, and, right. and, um, and, I, and I remember actually, it's funny, there was, um, yeah, all throughout, all throughout, it was just, it was very surreal. And I, and I, to be perfectly honest, like it was so surreal that I, I, I wasn't sure that it was really happening. Like there's some weird <laughs> you know, my, my, we were at the premiere. I was with a friend of mine, and she was always laughing because she said, "Because I wasn't sure. Well, I don't know. I believe I'm playing this role. I don't know, but they may, you know, they may cut me at the end or something. You know, I mean, I, you really don't know what they'll do. I mean, crazy things happen in the movies. When the credits came up, I remember I just had to stop and just shush, you know, because you know, I just want to make sure I saw my name on there to make sure it was really happening. And right. The day of, I remember sort of thinking. Uh, you know, is your call sheet the night before? And I said, okay. And I saw my name, and it was next to Shredder. And I'm in three hours of makeup, you know, with you know the guys that do Walking Dead and solving. And I'm still not completely convinced that this is really happening. That there's some weird cover up going on, and you know, whatever. I'm, Ashton Kutcher comes walking. Out. <laughs> yeah, Ashton Kutcher. Oh, you know, oh man, I'm so convinced. And and that there was a funny moment actually when I was on set, uh, first time first time I was on set, and uh, Manaya knows you played uh, Karai. We sort of befriended each other very quickly, and she goes, "Oh, you must be the, you know the new Shredder, blah blah blah." And uh, we sat down, and I'm going, and I still don't believe this is really happening. And I remember pulling her off to the side, you know, kind of kind of trusted her, and I'm sitting there in full, you know, that full makeup you know, with the scars, right, on, right, and everything, and I'm sitting there. And I'm actually, I actually pulled her off to the side just to making sure, okay, is this really happening? I'm, I remember actually, you know, everybody's having lunch. I'm going, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I'm playing Shredder in this movie. And then she goes, well, it looks to me like you are. <laughs> <laughs> Scars are a giveaway. And, yeah, and I'm going, yeah, okay, all right. But it was very weird. I, I, I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, I would say until I actually saw my name on the credits, I, I don't. But even then, it was a little weird. But yeah, it, 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 it is very surreal. It is very surreal. And um, just when I sort of think I wrap my head around it, it you know, here I am talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Now, there being so many different uh, incarnations of the Shredder, where did you pull yep. your inspiration for the character that you brought to life? Uh, well, yeah, it was good. It was That was, you know, the part that I think was so fun. And here's the interesting thing is, and I kind of feel like a lot of the following any maybe even some of the backlash came from people who were following the the animated series maybe i think you know because a lot of people grew up with that obviously and then maybe and i think also the 1990s movies who right. by the way judith hogue was in my one of my acting classes which is kind of interesting no <laughs> kidding yeah crazy right um but um yeah i know it's weird life is weird yeah. um, <laughs> um uh, it's a weird thing to have in common with the, with a friend too you know it's like oh I played. I played in the, uh, the 2014 movie. So, so you know, because my first exposure was actually with the you know that first series that, that you know that comic book. I said, well, why don't I just build this from the ground up? Because I don't know what they're going for. I don't. I, I don't know. 
Well, actually, that's not true. I was going to say, I don't know if they did, but actually the, John, the, the director, Jonathan Lisa, did have pretty clear, a much clearer idea, which fortunately was almost exactly the same, which was nice. But I remember starting from that, um, and um, so I, I drew almost entirely from the comic books, and you know what I love are the, the, the IDW. There's some really amazing... Um, oh, yes. Yeah, amazing uh, uh, episodes that are just mind blowing you know there's one you know when you just sort of follow the journey of shredder and a lot of it it's interesting when you sort of where you know you realize it's really one more of kind of coming from pain you know i mean it was a very painful you know how he got to you know i feel you know how how he got to certainly by the time you're you know running the foot clan uh in you know uh in new york city there's a lot of pain you know with you know uh, it's interesting because the story did not quite have the rivalry with splinter you know going back to the hamato yoshi you know that right. whole yeah, it didn't really have that, but it was close enough. I thought that, you know, I, I, I really believe in writers. And I say, you know what, I'll do your story. And I know there's a precedent. So I went through a lot of those. But those, those are the ones, I, you know, as I said, a lot of the early ones. But, yeah, I really dug a lot of those ID, IDW ones. And there's one episode which I just loved where I think it was something where I think Shredder was talking to Karai. And it was talking to some nightmare that he had or something awoke from a nightmare. And, and I think he, where he goes and he gets sent to the underworld and runs this kind of creepy guy. He says, all right, well, I know you're just visiting, so, you know, because I know you're mortal or whatever, and I'm just going to let you walk through. He said, but whatever you do, don't talk to the other people here in the underworld. And, and he starts walking around. He sees all these zombies walking around. And he sees a castle off, off the different. He goes, oh, that must be the, you know, the leader of the underworld. And then he kind of gets this great idea of, well, yeah, New York City is great, but man, that'd be so badass to take over the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> so he rounds up all the zombie people and, you know, figures out ways to go and brings it in. And then he sees this kind of older guy sitting at the, you know, the, the whole thing and they, they battle it out, you know, and he gets up and he's thinking to himself, uh, oh, um, oh, but he could tell the leader of the underworld was in a mask and you could tell he was um, older just the way he moved. Right. It's a little slower and older. So you go, blah, 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 long story short, he ends up killing him, pulls out the mask, and it's a dead, older version of him. And then and they, uh, class, and then later he goes, then he realized that this is some weird karma, that he'd always be, now he owns the underworld, but he's always going to keep waiting for a younger version of him to come and kill him all his stuff, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, and then, then he gets up and cries, he said, oh, well, you know, you're a, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a brilliant man, you know, don't worry about it. You're a very brilliant man. You're just trying to teach yourself something. That, that was the idea for Dringas. Yeah. And he was just saying, the idea that he is, and the problem is I have this dream, you know, I have this nightmare every night. You know, this whole thing. So there's a very, you know, there's a lot of, like, really kind of cool stuff that I thought was, um, you know, I felt like the, I found this sort of very kind of heady side of sugar, which, which I personally really liked. And so a lot of it came from that. So it was a little, turned into a, sort of a moodyish shredder. And it's funny because I was in a comic book store when I was doing some of my research, and the guy, um, and I'm thinking, you know, because you know the um, connection, of course, with Daredevil, right? The, right, the, um, right. Yeah, that whole thing, right? Something, okay, well, I should really, you know, maybe I should just go and just, you know, all that stuff, right? I mean, that's where it all started where it, with, uh, um, you, you know, whatever, I guess, the um, that was the, the mutagen, right, that hit Matt Murdock and then... Correct, yeah. and then it went down in the sewer and transformed the turtles in Splinter. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and uh, um, and yeah, and I guess the uh, yeah, and of course you yeah, have the the hand and the Foot Clan and all that stuff, and I yeah. guess and I guess the stick and then Splinter, right? That was the, so there was, yeah. there was a lot of connection there. So I'm kind of going into this whole 
thing about, um, you know, I said, you know what, I, I need to really embrace that, you know, that, that world, you know, the, the daredevil world, because, you know, I believe in sort of, I don't know, I don't, for these type of characters, it's really hard to do them, but I'm thinking sometimes maybe just going back to the beginning, because obviously I felt like I was part of something much bigger than myself. So why don't I just go back to the beginning? I'll just follow the path. So I'm going into the comic book store and I'm asking the guy, I said, you know, what do you have? What do you have any good issues on Daredevil Bobani? He goes, oh man, I got some, I got some stuff you'd love. And he goes back and, you know, was going off, you know, about all the different incarnations and, and he's saying, well, there's this, you know, and he's talking about different periods of the Daredevil. And there's that one part where, I don't know, it was okay, but he was, you know, Daredevil was a little moody. And he goes, like, I mean, how many, how many rainstorms can you handle? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then at that point, I had done so much research at that point, I, I started getting a little self-conscious, like, oh, my God, have I made Shredder too moody? Am I going <laughs> that moody? Like, I started getting insecure, you know? And then I, I thought about that because, you know, this guy obviously was just not into it. He just didn't like that, that you know, that, 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 the moody daredevil. And I think, oh, my God, you know, he's, he's going to fucking hate my shredder. <laughs> so, so whatever. And, 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 and uh, you know, and I, I remember um, thinking to myself that um, I thought about it. I said, yeah, but you know what? I think I'm, I'm just going to keep following his path. And I said, you know, damn it. This is my shredder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's gonna be a moody one, damn it. <laughs> you know. So anyway, so 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 I, I I guess as far as answering your question, um, uh, I you know obviously I watch the movies, you know, and, right. and all that, and uh, but the comic books were really my, I just loved them so much, you know, and I, I just so so I, I you know I don't know. So that's the road I went down, and it's interesting when I you know finally met with Jonathan Liebsman, which is great because he's you know dark filmmaker to begin with that's his style and we talked and uh, we were pretty spot on about you know where we were going with this because i you know he was saying you know the the um eric Sachs character yeah and they're saying he wants him to be sort of the front man and and um you know rakusaki or the uh shredder is more in the back and it just is a little you know a man of fewer words all this sort of stuff so it's kind of interesting we we're actually pretty spot on in terms of where we where we want to go with it so it I just walked down the path, and, and um, that's where it brought me. But, you know, uh, it was really nice because I didn't have any discussions before the director before then, and we just, finally, you know, we met, and then, oh, wow, okay, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's so refreshing to hear that you pulled from the IDW series because that is such a good series. Uh, it's really going in places that other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series have not gone. Uh, like currently, you know, Shredder's been dead for about 20 episodes. And one thing I love is that uh, Splinter is in charge of the Foot Clan. So, um, again, just a good series and really refreshing to hear that you pull from it. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, too. You know, Splinter, you know, I mean, that's that's his origins, right? Right. The whole Foot Clan. So that is that is pretty cool. That is, And, you know, and, and that's it's funny because it, it wasn't so much, which I love, which I really think came out a lot more in um, – very much in the IDW series is that that um, it's not so much oh Shredder's this evil guy and whatever they're just a uh, you know obviously it's between Rakusaki and Hamada Yoshi I mean that was the big thing over his brother but that's what it is you know they're kind of part of the same crew and it just it's just bad blood but you know I don't think one's necessarily better than the other you know and I think it's a better way to do a, a villain anyway because you know uh, however it plays and you know and they you know, whatever, they'll light you however they light you and they'll make you look whatever, you know, they'll do all that stuff. But I think it's, it's, it's nice when you 
have more of a balanced, sort of a longer-term story. And you know, this is obviously something that goes way back again, which is interesting because it wasn't quite uh, addressed that way in the movie. But I think there was enough there that you can, uh, you know, there was enough there that you know, um, I felt like I could go ahead with the version that I wanted to do, which was nice that they actually let me do it as opposed to doing something maybe a little goofier, you know what I mean? Which I would have done, because I'm a goofball from way back, you know. So I don't, I, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I, I, but it is such an amazing um, opportunity, you know, when you think, as you're saying, uh, you know, any, any, even if you go, you know, pre-IEW, you know, especially if you jump way forward, you know, it's basically before they started, you know, trying to sell toys, you know, that turned into the thing where they're just trying to sell, tell, sell toys, which at some point was happening, which I get, you know, I totally get that, but I thought... It's nice that, you know, uh, I think I was reading something, I think at Eastman or later, one of them was talking about some point where the merchandising part made them very rich men. But at some point they realized they were, the business of just writing a comic book was, was actually getting sacrificed, which makes sense. So, um, but yeah, because they, they actually do that. I think in that first, I think the very, very first, the number one, uh, they do address the whole thing with, I believe they do address the whole thing with uh, Hamada Yoshi and Tang Shan and all that, the brothers. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I think they do, yeah. So, you know, all that sort of stuff. So that, you know, that was where I was trying to draw. And then, and, and I would say, but as far as just walking down the path, that's where I ended up was IDW, which I, I to this day, I think, I, I just think it's, I think it's a fantastic series. I love it. And then actually, it's good talking to you. I mean, I think I might get back on it. So it's, it's actually, um, yeah, you really should. It's a, a great series and uh, you're really missing out if you're not current with it. So yeah, you should definitely check that out. Yeah, it's well worth the read. No, absolutely. No, I loved it. I mean, I, you know, it was, um, geez, I got to say the research was as much, uh, um, every bit as fun as doing it, you know, right, without right. a doubt. Oh, that's really awesome, man. The fanboy in me is geeking out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so as far as actually bringing the Shredder to life, you never really had to wear that great big heavy armor, did you? No, I did not. That was, um, and I'm one of these people that, um, I mean, I can move around. I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm not clumsy, but if a stuntman... I'm 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 all about the stunt guy, you know. Like I'm no Tom Cruise, you know. I like, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like like, and I I learned this very early on that um, some small indie movies are actually really fun. But I just had to do one simple move. I literally just had a gun and I just had to jump back and land on a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> that was a job. And the guy asked me, "Well, would you like to, um, you know, would would you like to do it yourself?" And I'm thinking, "Yeah, of course. I'm going to do my own stunt." And they had a really good stunt team on there. I can't remember which it was. Um, I can't remember, but they were, they were really great. Try it once, and I was shocked at how even a simple thing like that was to do. And then they said, you know what, why don't you let the, the guy do it? And he looked so amazing. Like, he goes, it was like a film. <laughs> he, like, he's floating through the air, shooting while he's... And, he, and I thought, you know, and, and his, you can't see his face, so everybody thinks it's me. And I realized that, you know, a lot of times you know, with movies, it's really a team effort, you know, and... and, and um, uh, it's really important um, uh, to to let make the movie as good as possible. So that being said, um, yeah, I mean, not not that they even asked me to do the stunts, you know, but I think I I was very happy saying, you know what, uh, get that guy, you know, in, you know, and a lot of that was of course CGI, right? So so I didn't, you know, the, but yeah, and answer your question, yeah, I was, you know, as far as live action, that was I was the one doing the, you know, I did all the voices obviously during it, but I think uh, all that. All that stuff was uh, all CGI and, um, you know, some guy walking around with a bunch of dots on his body. doing. <laughs> Which, of course, I mean, that's a whole other 
craft too. You know what I mean? You can't just be like an actor and, you know, and obviously the, the turtles, you know, they were all doing that and they were great, you know, uh, they were fantastic. But, um, but yeah. And, you know, and I think also too, a lot of times they use it for your face and I was kind of in that, you know, in the mask the whole time. So there's no real reason to have me doing that. So, so, um, but yeah, it was, it was all the stuff in the dojo was, was as far as live action. That was, uh, that's what I was doing. So in those scenes in the dojo, my God, you were frightening. I mean, <laughs> even sitting here now, seeing you on the screen, like, Oh my God, we're talking to shredder. But in the movie, like all the scars, the shadow that hung over the, your character and the voice, my God, the voice, it was just such a good representation of the shredder. And it was kind of disappointing when the sequel came out uh, to see Brian T playing the character, which he is a brilliant actor, mind you. But I was just looking so forward to seeing your evolution with the character. Any idea why they decided to cast Brian T as the shredder in the second movie? Um, you know, first of all, thank you very much. I, I, um, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, um, and yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I don't know Brian T. Well, I run into him every so often, but he, yeah, he's a great guy, great actor, all that sort of stuff. But, uh, what happened? Um, I'm going to say, you know, and again, I don't know. I'm very much one of these people. I think I was just so happy to just have the role that I just didn't even want to ask about anything. It's like, just <laughs> tell me where to stand and what to say. <laughs> and, uh, right. and uh, you know, so, so I, I really was very uh, I was not nosy at all I, I'm feeling now it's interesting with this with this uh, podcast uh, you know I was thinking of yeah maybe it's time to you know get together and you know call up Jonathan or call up uh, you know Jeremy or whatever Manai and yeah sit down for lunch and I said what what really was you know going down because a lot a lot did change I don't know uh, Jonathan I don't know if he left or what happened um, I know one thing though is I feel and again, this is just my opinion. I mean, I don't know any more than anybody else, other right. than. But my instinct watching the second one, uh, I, 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 correct me. Well, this is just my opinion, so I guess that it is what it is. Is that it was kind of you know Jonathan, just the way he's he, he is as a filmmaker. I think he, I felt like it was going a bit too dark. You know, and the fact is they needed kids to come to the theater, all that sort of stuff. Because I remember actually once I was um, show, you know showing some of the outtakes to my sister. And she goes, this is a kid's movie? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I thought about that. I said, yeah, it's, it's probably a little scary for kids, you know. And, and, uh, and I, I, I think we started going in that direction. And, uh, you know, uh, so my guess is the changes all came started with the decision. And, again, he may have walked off. I, don't, I have actually had no idea. But Jonathan not being connected with the sequel, the director, started there. Um, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things changed. I mean, the... Um, Deborah Zane, who cast me in the first one, she was she was changed, and then um, even the music. You know, there were a lot of things. They, you know, I guess it makes sense. Out of the shadows, blah blah blah, and um, you know, they just want to make it lighter, more kid friendly. I don't, know. I, I really don't know. I don't know what it was, but which they certainly did. I mean, really, to me, when I want, saw the uh, sequel, I mean, they um, really a different movie. I mean, you know, yeah, to me, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it was just a much more lighthearted movie. And again, you know, Brian T is a brilliant actor, but the Shredder was just so much more toned down. You see him in his helmet and gear maybe once or twice, and you never see him fight. Yeah, well, he, and he got uh, frozen at the end. And I thought, oh my god! You know, so there's part of me, you know, I mean, I have this funny feeling that Shredder just goes through actors. I've decided this. <laughs> he does, right? You know, I was just so thankful that you know, I'm uh, to this day, you know, that that it happened. But I got to say that when I saw it. It's so different and so different from as you know as as I've discussed the way I researched it, which I would have done anyway, and and and, and thankfully because you know they you know that franchise 
I mean, certainly has drastically altered my life career-wise. You know, I mean, I'm very happy. You know, I'm very thankful to the organization. So I'm, you know, I'll do whatever, whatever they need. You know, but, right. but, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I got to say that it was, uh, it was, it was much lighter, and I, I don't know. I don't know why they why they just do it that way. Um, quite frankly, but but that being said, I guess my my point was I thought okay, well that was my, my that was my my shot. I you know that was you know whatever the 2014 movie, and I think so much was changed that I kind of felt that I think it was just a different movie. Quite frankly, and and uh, uh, Karai, right? Uh, I thought that was bizarre because I know Minaya, you know, and yeah. we're we're very good friends, you know, and and I thought oh okay, well I guess they got a new Karai too, and. I think you always are going to hear like some sort of backlash, and I kind of feel like there's part of me. I, I know it was there was definitely Michael Bay making his mark on the 2014 movie, but uh, you know what? And you know, I know a lot of people didn't even like the, you know, the the armor. There was too much, but you know, but it's Michael Bay, and that's his take on it, and that's right. it will become. You know, that will be the you know the that Mike. You know, because yeah, even that was gone, right? <laughs> even that whole yeah. crazy, that was completely gone. And I thought, well, you know, maybe you know, and I thought. I can say maybe from a purist, because, you know, if you look at early versions of Shredder, I mean, he just was anything but that. He was, you know, he was definitely wasn't this sort of, you know, big sort of upgraded, you know, yeah, yeah. techno Shredder. But, you know, I thought, yeah, but, you know, what, this is 2014, and, you know, hell, I, I would take the upgrade if I was Shredder, you know. I mean, if it's available, if the technology allows for it, then... Why not, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Adapter perish, right? <laughs> <laughs> when they first announced the 2014 movie and started releasing pictures of not only the Shredder, but the Turtles themselves, uh, I myself was a bit put off because I was like, man, look at them. They look so different. But then it started to sink in. You know, these are characters who want to be up with the people. They want to be normal just like everyone else. So it's only natural that they're going to start imitating people and wearing clothing like humans wear. Playing up that angle more than it's been played in the past. Yeah, exactly. And it's only natural that the Shredder himself would want some technological upgrades, especially now that the turtles are six feet tall and, you know, walking big hulks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so you know, and uh, you know, so I, 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 per, I never had a problem with that. And I, you know, I, and I, I feel like I've been with the Ninja Turtles since the beginning. So I, I think I'm probably qualify as a, a, you know, a fan. Certainly. I mean, I, and I just thought, okay, that. I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe it's hard for me to ever be subjective because you know I was also playing him. So of course I'm going to like it. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah. So I think there was probably some. Backlash, but I, I don't understand because we did so well in the box office. So I'm, I'm not quite sure where that decision came from because I'm, I'm very much if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I got to say, and I'm really proud. You know, I think especially now uh, where I say how hard it is. Now I really understand. I mean, I don't know how they did. What they do, like if 2014, I think did like what almost half a billion worldwide. Now I'm starting to understand how hard that is to do to really hit a home run like that in the box office. I remember, you know, we, you know, I remember we. Um, knocked uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. We knocked him out of first place for two weeks. And I'm starting to realize now when I look at that kind of firepower, it's like, wow, that's pretty badass. And and we stayed on the chart for most of the summer, which is pretty, you know, which is pretty extraordinary. Now I understand after a few summers, now I'm much more tuned to box office and how that all works. You know, that, that movie really hit out of the ballpark financially. I mean, it was, uh, it was, um, it was nice to be part of something like that, you know, just as a, yeah. You know, just as an adult, you know, being part of a successful venture, you know, so, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, but you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what, uh, I have no special insight to any of this, you know, any sure. of the changes. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I kind of felt like, okay, well, I like, I like, the, I like the shredder I got to do. It is weird, though, is like you never get to fight, which I thought was kind of a bummer for Brian. And I, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. 
I sat there just waiting, like, it's got to be coming soon, right? And then he finally, like, jumps up in the air, draws his blade, and then gets frozen. (laughs) What? Come on. That's true, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, in our eyes, you are the shredder. And not just kissing your ass because we're sitting here talking to you, but the best shredder to date, uh, in my opinion, especially out of costume. And again, going back to that scene in the dojo, when you're sitting there with your hands tied behind your back and fighting off the single foot soldier, my God. And that's the important thing when you're portraying a character that's like so defined visually, you know, everyone associates him with the mask and all the sharp edges and stuff. When you can still portray that character correctly outside of the costume, you know, people look at you, armor or not, and think, well, yeah, hell yeah, that's Shredder. Good it was, point, it was a great opening, I, 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 uh, I have to admit, because um, I, I saw some of it, you know, obviously when, you know, uh, all the ADR, you know, all the voice, you know, the voice and everything like that. So I, I saw some of it, but I, I um, did not, yeah, I didn't see the whole movie, I, I guess, till the premiere. That we didn't, either that I wasn't invited, but I don't recall. Screenings. <laughs> <laughs> so it is possible I wasn't invited to it, but, but I saw it at the premiere over at, uh, um, you know, in in, uh, in Westwood, beautiful theater. And, um, and you know, and it was just, um, they were up against so much. And, and I mean, it was, it was nice to be, it's funny because there's a point where I almost felt like people were so cool and everybody was under so much pressure in that production it took so much to put that together and you know there was that the delays and blah 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 and i'm sure there was you know behind the scenes a lot of stress going on and i'm sure there was a lot of people under the gun and as a result it never felt like it just felt like it was weird i almost had the sense of i knew i wasn't doing a little independent film but it almost had that vibe to it right because no one was sure it's going to work out and blah 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 uh, and then when when they ran it through and 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 I watched it and watched those opening scenes, to me it really felt good because there's so many people involved in the making of those scenes and making the, of the character really right, right you know right. because I mean it was a it wasn't just me I mean I was just there as part of it, but it was a whole team of people that had to make that a scary character and you know as we all know without a scary villain you don't really have a movie and and. Um, you know, and they, 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 you know, they pulled it together. I mean, I was, I was really, uh, I, I love that opening dojo scene and, and just everything. I, I just really thought, that, in fact, there was, there was, um, there was a point, even that part where, you know, when they're in that kind of that, the, the little, I call it the octagon, you know, when they were down, down and, um, like down in the lair. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and is where, um, uh, Shredder shuts down. Remember all the all the uh, all the turtles are coming in there, going dad. And then Shredder just says, "You know what? I'm just going to finish this guy off." And 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 just the ruthlessness. And it's funny. It was weird because I'm right thinking, "Oh my god, that's such a, that guy's such an a hole." Like I really, <laughs> I really thought that. And I mean, it was a real visceral feeling, like you know. And I thought, wow, that's so great that it worked out that well. Because as I was saying, it certainly wasn't just me. It was just uh, somehow they just made a, a, a great villain. I really um, felt that. And there were a couple of times where I thought that. And um, um, yeah, and there was so much, yeah, there was so much involved in, in, in making that into a scary character that to actually make it genuinely scary was such a thrill, you know, thrill for me. That's another thing, right? I mean, just as an actor, I don't care who you are. And I'm... Really, you know, as you can tell, I'm not like the scariest guy in the world in real life, you know. And so I'm thinking, yeah, I'm a good actor. I like to think I'm a good actor, you know. Like, <laughs> but um, but there's part of me thinking, like, oh man, <laughs> could I be the lame shredder of all time? Is that I'm, I'm a little worried, like, oh, oh no. no, you know. No, no, but no, no, but, no. but uh, yeah, everybody just dug their heels in, and because uh, that was you know that one that was one of the issues, you know, was getting that 
getting that you know getting that villain together and and, and I, I feel like we really did it and um, um, yeah there were times and, and it's very nice very very uh, uh, nice to hear that very kind of you to, to say that uh, I, I couldn't have been happier you know what they did with it so you know not being a sequel maybe that was it was just so great that maybe you know what I, I did have that fear actually because people were talking about the sequels and blah 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 but I thought that was such a perfect experience. It's like I really hate to get stuck in something where all of a sudden it wasn't as good. Personally, as an experience, as an actor, as in terms of the movies, like how I just couldn't, I was worried that I, I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't know how I could possibly top that as an experience. And there's always that fear with sequels that it just kind of fizzles out, you know. I mean, there's always that fear you don't know, sequel, you know. Uh, and, you know, especially Ninja Trolls is, <laughs> I guess it's kind of awesome that way, is that somehow they, 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 they do jump around. I mean, the, the, all the different incarnations of it are just all over. The sequels are sort of connected, sort of vaguely connected to the <laughs> You know, they're both they're they're turtles in all of them. <laughs> you know, that's the great unifying element there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe the, the real ballsy thing was to make a sequel that just didn't even have the turtles in them, and then then that'll that'll, that'll be new territory. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of thought, you know, I, I was also aware that that's also the nature of the Ninja Turtles universe, which is you know part of what makes it so awesome. You know, so but yeah, but yeah, I. I uh, um, it's a it's it's a scary business to to as an actor to be placed in the responsibility of being the villain. I mean that's that's because uh, man, you know, not being able to pull it off is is like the lamest thing you could ever do. Is not be, being a bad villain is just like right. <laughs> not something <laughs> not something you want to live with, you know. So but, but they did it. They you know it pulled it off and and. Um, so I was, I was very happy. So. Well, you have our kudos, my friend, and uh, you have really made the perfect shredder. And I want to thank you again for taking time to talk with us this evening. I don't want to eat up too much of your time, but uh, one more question before we let you go. Uh, being such a versatile stage, screen, and voice actor, what advice would you have for someone looking to get into the business? Um, wow, that's a tough one. Well, I did have one. Uh, the one that just popped in my head now, which I have, that I have is not not terribly useful or practical. But uh, however, I say if you don't believe in magic, you probably shouldn't go into show business. I always thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> if on some fundamentally you don't believe in magic, it's probably not a good a good field for you to go into. Um, but um, but I'd say as far as anything practical, you know, I, I think it really is. Um, you're talking about breaking in, right? Because surviving is a whole other issue. Right. right. But, uh, <laughs> um, still working on that one. Um, <laughs> the the breaking in. I would say that uh, it, you know that little thing that you know the little crazy idea that you have that you believe you can pull this off. You just have to dig into that and let that drive you. And 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 uh, every instinct that comes out of that, just follow up on it. And, and just keep doing that, and and I, and I do believe it's the level of belief that gets you there, and that, and persistence. You know, those two together. I know, I know, it's it's a pretty general advice, but but that you know, I you know, I, I it keeps coming back to that. Is it what, what you know? What is that original thing that in that dark corner where you had that crazy idea that you could do this? That's where it's all at, because that's what everybody's waiting to walk in the room. You know what I mean? That person that is, you know, in that in that place, and uh, and there's, you know, there are so many bumps that will never stop coming. But you got to keep going back to that place, and then weird things happen. I mean, I got, you know, I mean, it, it, I can, I would say that any any of the bigger things that have happened to me, um, I would have never predicted. 
but it always came at a place where I was just got back and, you know, I, I remember actually when I got the email for Ninja Turtles, I was actually on, um, you know, you guys familiar with Sedona at all? No, not at all. Arizona. They have all the, the vortexes there and everything like that. It's like one of these, it's a pretty cool place. It's in Arizona, Sedona, Arizona. But anyway, I was on this thing, Bell Rock, which is some weird spiritual vortex or blah, blah, blah. I can't remember what it was. But I remember getting back to that place where, you know, um, I was having trouble getting to the top, and it was kind of bumming me out because I'm thinking, oh, God, whatever. And I got to that place again where I just just kind of embraced the moment. I was just kind of dancing around and somehow made it to the top. But I got back to that place that wasn't – it was really more about just embracing just just sort of all you know all, all that magic that was around me. How that – I don't know. And I did get an email that afternoon. It's funny. It had nothing – you know, I don't know where it came from, but I got an email where they were asking my availability. So so I, I kind of – you know, as best as one can, it's just – it really – you know, whatever all those, those those crazy original ideas that you had, just keep going back to those. You know, I mean, you know, a lot, the rest is kind of common sense. Obviously, you know, you have to follow up on things and blah, 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 and there's a business suit, but never get away from that, you know, that 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 that, that – that that initial passion somehow I don't know, somehow then crazy stuff happens you know I mean um, it it just does as long as you keep connect you know you stay connected that way so pretty cool oh and by the way actually speaking of it I just realized though since I had you I should I, I I'm actually this is this is a, sort of an interesting thing a little unrelated but um, I'm gonna be on American Dad tomorrow. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, thought, I thought like other. I thought about because I thought like random things that have happened to me. <laughs> but I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna play a sushi. This this really funny sushi chef one. <laughs> so if you want to, it's the enlightenment of Ragi Baba. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's this week's episode of, of American Dad. But anyway, I, I didn't even audition. They just asked me if I wanted to do it. And I said, yeah, sure. Wow! Yeah. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it myself because it's pretty wacky. But the reason I thought of that is because you know all these kind of weird, cool things. They just kind of happen if you stay connected to whatever that is. You know, whatever that is that that you know, drives your passion. You know, right? Just weird stuff happens. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's sort of um, that's sort of my advice. So yeah. Well, that's awesome, man, and congratulations to you. American Dad's a great show, and I uh, can't wait to tune in to see that. And uh, just thank you so much for taking time to talk with us tonight. This has been really amazing, and I uh, just want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, you you got you guys have a happy Thanksgiving too, and and uh, yeah, and you too. Thanks for taking the time. It was really it was really nice talking to you guys, and um, it was nice to you know it was nice to actually have a real conversation about you know about the Ninja Turtles and, and the role and all this sort of stuff. It's cool to talk to talk to some uh, people in the know oh man I'm really riding high tonight I'm really <laughs> geeking right now but uh, yes thank you so much alright everyone and there you have it again our interview with Toro Masamune uh, man, it was just a lot of fun to get to talk with him, and we really hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to check out uh, what he's got going on. Uh, obviously, if you go to Google and type in his name, you can find a whole slew of information on him. But go to his website, toromasamuni.com, and you can find him on Twitter at toromasamuni. Don't forget to check out our website as well, www.candarepodcast.com, where we're going to have all the links to uh, Toro's uh, website and Twitter on our website and you can also check out past show highlights past episodes the whole catalogs on there to look at uh, the wall of heroes and also there's a link to the show us your cans contest which we have just a few more days on it uh, november 30th is the cutoff so it's not too late get on the website print out the canned air can label wrap it around a can out of your pantry take some cool pictures of it so cool places 
and post them on social media, hashtag here's my can, and then you are w- entered to win like 13 free comics from Think Alike Productions, a t-shirt, a bunch of stickers. That's a lot of stuff for just taking a picture, right? Come on. Also, our YouTube page, uh, another medium to listen to the show on uh, iTunes. Please go to iTunes, uh, subscribe, and uh, leave comments. It helps us so much more than you, uh, than you could possibly know. I'd like to once again thank Toro for taking the time to talk with us. It was truly an amazing experience, and I would like to wish all of our listeners a happy Thanksgiving, and I want to thank you all for listening. Be safe out there, everyone. there's a fire in your house be sure to get outside immediately and once outside get on candarepodcast.com well thanks for the tip blowtorch but just one question what about the fire and no one is half the battle G.I. Joe hi this is comedian and writer and let's be honest I do a lot of things this is Dean Archipotus the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.